This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 672, we're going to answer the question, what is the biggest pain in podcasting? We have a really cool because of my podcast story that happened after four episodes, and I'm going to tell you what a 12-hour car ride has to do with podcasting and what I learned. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcaster, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology. I help you face those fears and flatten the learning curve and get you going in the right direction when it comes to podcasting. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. I have a coupon code. You got a pen or pencil, something to write it down. No, not that one. Nope, that one doesn't have any ink in it. That one, there you go. Uh, it, write it down. Listener, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. When you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start and save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And it is the end of the month. And that's where I throw out a question to you. This month's question was, what's the biggest pain of podcasting? When you, if somebody says, hey, what's fun about podcasting? You could probably answer that. But what's about the other side of that coin? What's the biggest pain for you when it comes to podcasting? And thank goodness, I love my audience. Why? Because I just drove 12 hours. Yes, I've spent the last 12 hours. It is 115 in the morning as I record this. So I should be probably recording this like this because my neighbors are like, oh, it's that loud guy again. And you guys came up with a bunch of great answers. We're going to get right to those. What is your biggest pain in podcasting? Hi, Dave. This is Timothy Chemo Brian, head instigator at KDOI Podcasting, where we create more than we consume and also co-host of Podrect with Kyle Bondo and the Gagglepod Network. Now, your question this month is, what's the biggest pain for me in podcasting? And initially, I would say my chair is my biggest pain. But in reality, it's positioning my podcast in the local art market versus or in conjunction with those who are interested in the arts. See, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get uh, folks that have an interest in the arts to actually, you know, take that next leap and to go ahead and create something artistic and to, um, well, to kind of uh, get over their fears of it and uh, get over their uh, self-doubts and um, and self-judgments. So that is the issue that I'm having. Uh, that's the biggest pain that I'm having in podcasting right now. The good news is, is I'm talking at local events at the library, um, at meetups, and at Comic-Cons to uh, be able to put a face to the to the voice and to be able to reach out to those folks. So we'll see come July if I'm successful in that or not. Thank you for your show and keep on doing what you're doing. Timothy, thank you so much for sending that in. And I can feel you. I, I mean, I have been, I there's nothing worse than being the dad in the pool. That's like looking up at the kid on the diving board going, jump, jump, I will catch you. It's okay. It's safe. You're not going to drown. Jump, jump, jump. And people just won't do it. What I did is I got tired. Well, I didn't get tired. I'm assuming you got tired of hearing me say, you should start a podcast. 
So I started a segment of my show. You ready to peel back the curtain? Because of my podcast, it's just a giant commercial for podcasting. Yeah. So that whole because of my podcast blank. Yeah, that's a way for me to say you should start a podcast without me saying you should start a podcast. Plus, I get to give you a plug. So it's not that it's not sinister. But after doing this 14 years now, I was like, how else can I say you need to start a podcast? So I have you. If you can answer that question, by the way, I'm always looking for those. If there's something that you could do or or you've been able to do, I should say, that you couldn't have done in the past, but you did because you have a podcast. I'll have one of those at the end of the show. Uh, send them on in, go over to school slash contact. And so that's how I, that's how I do it to position myself. I'm like, Hey, listen to what somebody did. They got to do this cool thing. Oh, by the way, if you want to start a podcast, here I am. And I, I know a lot of people like that segment. So it's a hard thing to be in that position. And all you can do is be patient and just try to work with them and figure out what their fears are and then try to help them with it. Thank you so much, Timothy. This next clip comes from an episode of the Ask the Podcast Coach show. I did this in the post-show section where we're kind of off the air. And this is Chris Nessie from chrisnessie.com. And I was like, hey, while you're here, why don't you answer the question of the month? So take it away, Mr. Chris Nessie. Right now, my biggest pain in podcasting is after doing it for so long and being in the niche I'm in in education and technology is actually trying to find things to talk about Mm. and life is starting to get in the way to do interviews. So I'm finding it challenging to make time to find new people to talk to because I don't want to bring on people I've had on before all the time. So I want to continue to find new people to talk to. So that's, it's been challenging for the last, I'd say two or three months. Yeah. That's, that's me with the, the logical weight loss podcast. Cause I just, my weight is not, it goes up and down and it's going down and then it goes up and down and it's like, and how many different ways can you say eat less and exercise more? And I try to do interviews and I now understand the pain of people that do an interview show because on that show, I'm not interviewing podcasters. And it was painful. Like it was a whole new level of pain because I had somebody who actually had had come on. She was a podcaster and she's literally using the built-in microphone on her laptop. And I'm like, Oh, you got to be kidding me. So that just added a whole other level of, okay, I got to add some icing on here to make it sound good. And so, um, yes, uh, Dave wants to know, what is your podcast? You can find him at chrisnessy.com. That's N E S I. My podcast is, uh, it's the house of ed tech and it's for teachers uh, who want to better integrate technology into their classrooms, instruction, school, district. So it's a lot of fun. Thank you, Chris, again, for letting me share that. And that is a problem. I've had a podcast that I podfaded. It was called Weekly Web Tools. And I spent the better part of probably an hour looking for content again. It was one of those where it was like, oh, got to find something. And I kind of just ran out of content. I came up, I kept putting out episodes that I were like, I'm not excited to share this. And so I eventually just shut down that show because I don't want to put out content that's like, meh, this will do. And so that's one of those things that after a while, it just may be, I've said everything there is to say, and you move on. I don't think that's the case with Chris. He's a great guy and he has a lot of passion about teaching and education and helping kids and things like that. And uh, speaking of that, here's a little endorsement. Hi, Dave. This is Miles, and I love the School of Podcasting. 
Thank you, Miles. That is uh, Miles Nessie, the one and only. Don't be fooled by cheap imitations. Hey, Dave. Todd McCann here from the Trucker Dump Podcast. One driver's insights and sometimes humorous views of truck driving in the trucking industry. You can learn more at abouttruckdriving.com. Thought I'd weigh in on your question of the month. Biggest pain point. That's easy. Scheduling. As an over-the-road truck driver, man, I mean... I, my schedule is wonky. It's crazy. So scheduling interviews or even another co-host or anything like that is next to impossible. Literally, this is the way it works. If I want to book an interview with somebody, they usually have a steady schedule. And so they'll say, hey, I'm free next Wednesday at 9 a.m. What's your schedule look like? Well, I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. Sometimes I don't even know what I'm doing later on this afternoon. So I can't really go by that. I just have to say, well, I don't have any idea. So I'll just have to shoot you an email when I have some time and hopefully you'll be free. You know, and that's not cool of me to have to expect them to just drop what they're doing within an hour or two notice. But there's been many a times when actually I've scheduled something a couple hours out and then my load changes, uh, you know, and I've have to email them back and cancel. And it usually goes back like three or four times before we actually get the interview done. And it is just a big pain in the butt. So because of that, I'm stuck doing this solo podcast. And while it's been great since 2012, I would like to add some more interviews. So anyway, that's my biggest pain point. Thankfully, I've got a new trucking job with a bit of a more steady schedule, so hopefully I'll be able to add some of those interviews in in the future. Anyway, Dave, thanks for the podcast. Always love it, and it always keeps me motivated when I get in one of those podcaster funks. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, this is Todd McCann from the Trucker Dump Podcast. So until next time, drive safe and stay out of my way. Todd, thank you so much. My dad was a long-distance truck driver, and as someone who just spent 12 hours in the car, I couldn't do that for a living. Holy cow. And I use Acuity Scheduling for myself. I've heard a lot of people that use Calendly. I'll put links to this out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 672. I don't think the scheduling part is your problem. It's the fact that you don't have, you can't say, I'm always free on Thursday at 5. And you more or less have solved your problem. If you can't do interviews, the only other option is to do a solo show. And I realize some people are very nervous about that because, well, I'm talking. How do I talk to all these people? Don't talk to all these people. Talk to one person, one person. I'm talking to you right now. You. Yes, I'm talking to you. So don't worry about all the people. Just talk to one person and do what you can do. Yeah, it'd be great if you could do interviews and things like that. But you can still move people. You can help change people's lives. You can enhance their life. You can make them laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain them by doing a solo show and talking directly to them because, hey, that's the only option you got. Well, if that's the only option you got, take that option. I'll be talking about that towards the end of the show. Hello, Dave, and hello, fellow podcasters. This is Stephanie from the Virtual Expats Podcast, the pain point of podcasting. Can I tell you how long my list is for this? <laughs> I've been podcasting for about two years now, and I've got to tell you that if I had to pick one thing, I would have to pick the abundance of choice. Let me explain a little bit more. When I go looking for an answer or an app 
or a website or a solution to something. There is such an abundance of information and an abundance of tools to use. So one of the biggest things that I'm trying to do this year is that I'm going to stop trying every new shiny tool and I'm going to stick to what I have for now and then eventually try out some new things once they've been tested by other folks for a while. I get a little distracted in moving forward with just producing my podcast by playing with the things that could make the distribution, the sound, honestly, any part of it better. I know it's a hashtag privilege problem to have, but I've got it. Thank you so much for this question. I really look forward to hearing other people's answers to this too. Again, this is Steph Fuccio from the Virtual Expats Podcast. We can be found anywhere podcasts are, as well as virtualexpats.podbean.com. All of my podcasts can be found at stephfuccio, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O dot weebly dot com. I'm going to say something and she kind of got cut off there with SpeakPipe. And this is going to be controversial. You ready for this? If you're asking about gear or strategy, I'm here to tell you there are times when Facebook groups about podcasting are not helpful. There are plenty of times they are, but I've seen people come in and ask a simple question like, I've decided I'm going to use a lapel microphone because I'm also doing video. So they're saying, this is what I'm doing. I'm not asking, should I? I'm saying, this is what I'm doing. What's the best lapel microphone for under $200? And they will get 37 answers all about you should use a Blue Yeti. No, you should do this. Use a Focusrite. You should blah, 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 blah. And now they're like, wait a minute. And I think they're more confused than when they came into the Facebook group. So be very careful sometimes about Facebook groups. And I could, I guess, say, you know, you could ask somebody who has 14 years of podcasting experience. And then here's whoever you ask, because that would be me. And I will help you with that. I do a lot of that, actually, especially with equipment. But here's the thing. Whoever you ask, if you're overwhelmed by the technology, make sure you make them explain why. Don't just say, why do you do this? Because there's a lot, and I mean a lot, of really bad advice out there when it comes to podcasting. So be very, very careful. Whoever you hire, make sure you say why. Why should I do what you just said? Because some people just repeat stuff because they've heard other people say it over and over and over. And you need to know why. What are you basing that decision on? So it's not just somebody who's regurgitating the same old, same old advice. And also remember, bottom line, it's not the tech. I'm going to say that one more time. It's not the tech. It's the content that brings people back. Hi, Dave. It's Moxie from the Your Brain on Facts podcast, a half-hour show of things you never knew you never knew. To answer this month's question, my primary pain point, and no, it's not pee-popping, is mouth noise. It's the little sound that your tongue makes when you first open your mouth. I have lung issues, so I can't project. I have to sit very close to my mic, and no amount of turning it, turning myself, pop filter, windscreen, and yes, I am drinking plenty of water. Nothing helps, so I end up having to dig out each individual one. I thought I would save myself some time by using noise removal, but that ruined the audio quality of my show. I didn't make that connection. You did when I submitted to Podcast Rodeo, and I am so grateful for that, as well as for the fact that somebody left a voicemail saying they enjoyed my show and subscribed, and you played it on Podcast Rodeo and School of Podcasting? Thanks, Dave. You're a gentleman and a scholar. 
Thank you, Moxie. And I wish I had an answer here because you're already drinking water. You've probably tried the green apples thing. You might try, instead of trying to remove the noise, try a noise gate. If you're using Adobe Audition, I think they have a noise gate option. I know they do in Sony SoundForge. You could probably find a plugin that's a noise gate and go that route. The problem is, depending on how loud, and I'm just going to call it a lip smack, whatever that noise is, depending on how loud that is, if you, and what a noise gate is, let's say when you talk, your voice is an eight. You could say, look, anything that is not louder than a four, I'm going to squish you so you don't even make it into the recording. Well, if your lip smack is a five, it's still going to make it into the recording, even though it's not as loud as an eight. But that might be something you try. The problem is if you set it up and say, okay, great. If you're not, you know, you set your noise gate to six, you're like, ah, ha ha, I have squashed the lip smack. Well, every now and then, maybe you're saying something and just the dynamics of you talking. And all of a sudden you're talking is kind of quiet. Oh, oh, now that's going to get squashed out. And then you end up, and then you sound like Bugs Bunny on poison. So give that a shot. And other than that, it's just doing what you said you're doing. And I just, it's funny you say this because I was, as I record this right now, I just did one and had to go back and just cut it out because, well, that's what you got to do. I should say that's what I choose to do. You could leave those in. And sometimes that will, I know lip smacks, especially. Do you know Corey Finneran from Ivy Envy? IVNV.com. He's a baseball Chicago Cubs things like lip smacks or uh, uh, that he will literally just, he will climb the wall. So there are those people that mouth noises are a deal breaker. Hey, Dave, hope you're doing well. This is Bandrew Scott, and I host a podcast aptly titled The Bandrew Says Podcast. Who would have thunk? On the show, I analyze tech news and social media news to determine how it affects content creators. So if anybody wants to check that out, they can find it at bandrewsays.com. Now that I'm done feeling like I'm selling myself on the street corner, what is the biggest pain for me when producing an episode? Now, it's actually not the preparation or the editing, which I'm sure a lot of people hate. I actually like all of those tasks because that's where I learn the most about what I need to improve and how I can improve my show. What I do absolutely hate or what my biggest pain is, is creating thumbnails for my show. And I am sure that some people are asking why I'm even making thumbnails because podcasting is an audio format. Has Bandrew lost his mind again? That's none of your business, probably. But I create thumbnails because there's also a video component to my show that goes up on YouTube. And unfortunately, thumbnails have become one of the, if not the, most important component of your video if you want somebody to click on it. And since I cover so many different news stories in each episode, and I try to be somewhat unbiased, it's really difficult for me to create any kind of clickbaity thumbnail. So every week, I'll find myself spending 15 to 30 minutes working on a thumbnail and end up with something that I'm ultimately unhappy with, as well as knowing that it's really not up to YouTube's algorithm standards. But although that is the biggest pain for me and I really struggle with it, all that really tells me is that's what I really need to focus on learning and improving over the coming months. And that's all I got. So, Dave, thanks so much for creating such a fun and, more importantly, really valuable show for podcasters just like me. That sounded snarky, but I really do appreciate it. Dave, keep up the great work. I'll talk to you later.
Bandrew, thank you so much for tuning in and congratulations on having, I think he has like eight gazillion subscribers now on YouTube. I think it's actually a hundred thousand. It's a lot. He has a lot of subscribers on YouTube. If you're not listening to that show, if you have any inkling of doing a YouTube thing, I think that's the official term, a YouTube thing. You got to listen to that show. It's not all about YouTube. It's about social media. It's a great show. I really, really love the Bandrew says podcast. And uh, yeah, so the the thing I love about this, the thing I love about my audience is by Bandrew sharing that, you got to realize that if you decide, hey, I'm going to take my podcast and I want to do a video aspect of it, and then I'll put that on YouTube. And there's there's more things to just add. It's not just, hey, I'm going to put a camera on me and talk. There is something about thumbnails on YouTube. I know I just did one. If you're a subscriber to my newsletter, schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter, I just did a post on YouTube about how do I do a show like Joe Rogan, and my tongue is kind of in my cheek on that one because I basically just give you Joe's resume. But that is something I did on YouTube because I get that question a lot. And I'll actually probably talk about that in the future on the School of Podcasting. But Bandrew, thank you so much for sending that in. I deeply appreciate it. Hey, Dave, it's Matt Rafferty. I apologize for the audio quality. I'm on vacation in Florida and I'm using this SpeakPipe plugin on your webpage. Anyway, when it comes to my podcast, the biggest pain for me by far is show notes. I dread doing them. I really don't like how they look or how they come out. And when I look at podcasts with great show notes, I'm envious. I think, wow, there's such detail and there's so many links and they're so well written. Maybe someday I'll advance to show notes that look like that. Anyway, uh, if you're interested, my podcast is called The Author Inside You. And we interview authors about writing, publishing and promoting their books. You can find us at theauthorinsideyou.com. Thanks, Dave, and talk to you soon. Bye. Matt, thank you so much for tuning in. It's a School of Podcasting Twin Spin. Hello, Dave. Hello, School of Podcast listeners. This is Seth, a.k.a. Zandrax, the mayor of Geekville and the host of Geekville Radio, available at geekvilleradio.com. Most of our shows are all linked there. And I just want to add in my two cents so hopefully Dave will have a couple bucks by the time this is done, if everybody's given in their two cents, about the hardest part of creating a podcast, the biggest pain, if you will. And for me, the most tedious, the thing that is the, the biggest trouble for me is probably assembling show notes. And maybe it's because English Lit has never been my forte. I mean, I write English good. And yes, you can see what I did there. But I'm not bad with grammar. It's just can be difficult for me sometimes to formulate things together into congruous show notes that can stand on their own as a summary, but also accompany the show. Because that's what I think personally, good show notes do. And maybe I'm holding that to a higher standard than I should. But I think Show notes as a whole should kind of be a summary of what the show is about, but ultimately act as the summary and the the bullet points of what the show goes into. Kind of similar to the Cliff's Notes to a book or maybe the textbook that you had in school where you can't really just read the textbook and understand everything. You had to use the textbook with the teacher and such. I hope those analogies make sense. But anyway, 
Show notes are definitely one of the first things, if not the first thing, if I ever got more than a one-man crew, that I would pass off to, because I think it's just not my strongest point. I think it's not as good as I am with editing or planning or anything like that, or even doing a show, because most of my shows, you know, they, I, I wouldn't do them if they weren't fun. So, of course, I'm going to say most of my shows are fun. But the it always comes down to the writing of the show notes that makes things difficult. So I'm getting better at it. I've gotten to the point where it's easier to do. But again, it's like in a perfect world, I would have somebody else that would be able to do these summaries for me because they'd probably just be better than I am. So once again, geekvilleradio.com, several shows there. Uh, love what you do, Dave. Uh, I've learned a lot from you. Keep it up. And I look forward to hearing the other answers from all your listeners. Thank you, Seth. And everyone, ask your doctor if Xandrex is right for you. I knew this was going to be the top answer because show notes are a pain in the butt. You're tired. You've probably already done your show. And now you've got to type up a paragraph, if not more, because now Google Podcasts is indexing podcasts and they're putting the little play buttons right there in the results. So you got to have something for Google to chew on. And what I do now, and this is my process. This doesn't mean you should do this. I'm just explaining this is how I do it. And if you're a regular listener of the show, you've probably heard me say this. I used to have four or five bullet points, and I would just riff on those four or five bullet points, and then I would edit it. And then as I was uploading the finished podcast, I would expand those four or five bullet points to be my show notes, or we should probably call them now episode notes. And inevitably, as I was typing those out, I'd go, oh, I should have said this. So I swapped it around. Now I write out my full episode notes. I then take those, grab my bullet points, and I sit down and I talk to you, one person. And that seems to work. Now, that works for me. I know some people that will actually write an entire script for their podcast. If you do that, nothing wrong with that. Just write the way you talk. Do not worry about punctuation. Just write the way you talk like you're talking to one person. But a lot of people would go, oh, I would farm this out. The problem with show notes, if I am going to write up the show notes for a 60-minute podcast, that means I have to listen to the podcast. So there's an hour. Then I'm going to actually type them up and things like that. It's going to end up taking probably either double the time of your podcast or at least one and a half times the length of your podcast. and People like to eat, so they're not going to charge $2 an hour, and that's the problem with that. But I w I'm with you. I understand it's time-consuming. It's important, and my guess is we're going to be talking about that in the future now that Google Podcast is indexing your show. Now, way back on episode number 624, we talked about it was another question of the month. Is anyone reading show notes? And the kind of answer was um, no. Most people are not reading show notes unless you give them a reason. So like right now I could say, hey, everybody we talked about, if you want to see the link to Bandrew Says and the About Trucking podcast or the Trucker Dump and the Expats podcast, everything is out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 672. So if I give you a reason to do that, you could do that. And in that episode, I said, this is kind of what most people are looking for in show notes. This is based on the audience feedback, the name of the guest or the person that's on your show, if you're doing interviews, links to the guest site, or good old-fashioned links to anything mentioned in the episode. 
So if you're talking about somebody's book, or if you're talking about their website, if you're talking about whatever, put a link to that because people are like, wait, you said what? There's this great resource. Yeah, link to that. Links to, uh, again, any videos, anything like that. And so everything, everybody that participated today, I will have a link in the show notes, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 672, so you can go out and check out their podcast. If you're looking for more interaction, you might want to have your social media links right there. Now, I make that super easy for you. Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you want to communicate with me via smoke signals or whatever, it's there, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. And then the other thing you want to do with show notes is break it up into subheadings. You don't want to have one big giant ball, one big glob of episode notes because it just looks ugly. And when people open it up and they're like, they're not going to read that. But if you break it up into little, little baby, little baby paragraphs with subheadings, they're more than likely to, and and for the record, they're not going to read it. As someone who works in tech support, nobody reads anymore. Remember those commercials? Reading is fundamental. Well, guess what? It still is. And nobody's doing it. But if you have these subheadings, People will read the subheadings to figure out, ooh, do I need to read that paragraph? So break things into sub kind of paragraphs and things like that because we need good show notes now that Google is indexing your podcasting and putting little itty-bitty play buttons in the search results. So show notes are kind of a pain in the butt, and I wish there was an easy way around it. I just try. What I do is a lot of times I will type my show notes in WordPress and save it as a draft so I don't have to worry about copying and pasting it here or there or whatever. You can put them in Evernote or OneNote or Airtable or whatever device you're doing, but I try to have those someplace where you can connect the information. I use Evernote a lot, and a lot of times I will start to type my show notes there. I will paste them into something like Evernote before I paste it into whatever I'm using for my feed. So for me, I use Libsyn, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N, it's short for Liberated Syndication, and I will copy my show notes into Notepad, paste it into Libsyn, and then add my formatting there, my boldness, my links, and things like that. If you're using something like PowerPress, again, write wherever it is, if it's in Evernote or OneNote or whatever you're doing, paste it into Notepad, then paste it into WordPress, and that way you can do your formatting there. I try to avoid putting pictures in my episode notes, no matter what system you're using, you're using, because that can make your fee get all wonky. Now for me to answer this question right now, and this is for the logical weight loss podcast. This is a show I've done probably 10 years ago is when I started it. I started it to help me track and hold myself accountable to lose weight. And it did and then it didn't, and then it did, and then it didn't, and then it did, and then it didn't. And 10 years later, I, as you heard me say earlier when I was talking to Chris, and I kind of have the problem with Chris right now, after you do it so many years, you're kind of like, uh, how many different ways can I say exercise less? And, and so I'm going to try interviews. I found a couple websites that might inspire me with some cool articles that I could kind of riff on. That's my biggest thing, but I realize most people, it's show notes. Now, here's the thing. When you run across something and it's a pain in the butt, don't just go, well, it's time to embrace the suck and I'm just going to suck it up. There may be a way around it. If it's something that's stopping you and it's just robbing you of your joy, well, is your joy worth X amount of money for somebody to do that for you? Maybe. 
And that always comes back to, do you have more time or more money? And whichever one you have the most of, pay with that currency. The thing I liked about this answer is we all have different pain points. We all have different things that drive us crazy, and yet we push through. And that's where that passion that we talk about, you have to have passion to push through. I should bring out here, what is the question of the month for June? And this comes from Josh over at the Corner Cutters podcast. If you have a landmark episode, so let's say it's episode 100 or 200 or 300, and we could get into a whole other discussion on, well, is it 50? Is it 25? What's a landmark? But let's say it's 100. What are you doing to celebrate your landmark episode? And if you're Landmark episode is 50, by all means. What what are you doing for that? Or what have you done? Now, I'm going to give you my opinion on this. I started this, I think, at 100. I find them kind of a pain in the butt. Because if you keep going, like I'm coming up on 700 here in, I don't know, a couple months. I have no idea. I've run out of ideas. 400 was great. If you've never heard episode 400 of the school of podcasting. That's the one with Binky and the whiz man school of podcasting.com slash 400. And I could not top that one. I've tried multiple times and eh. so be careful with what you do for that. And I would love to hear what you did. If you did anything for, I, I guess we're going to call it a landmark episode. And that again needs to be in by June 22nd, 2019. Just go over to school of podcasting.com slash contact and you can either use the speak pipe gizmo or there's actually a button right there. You can upload a pre-recorded message. I do appreciate that. And again, I need that by 622. Hi, Dave. It's such a pleasure that I stumbled upon your show. What a fabulous idea. My name is Jazz. Myself and my pod partner, Cher, have a little old beautiful podcast called Giving Up the Ghost. Each week we cover, explore, and share our research and unexplained paranormal phenomenon in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, dead center in North America. So we actually were, because of our podcast, um, keeping in mind we're fairly new, we're 19 episodes in, and about four episodes into our project podcast, uh, we actually were uh, found by IKEA locally here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and they asked us to come down to their store, record a podcast, and tell ghost stories for their customer appreciation sleepover party for about 200 selected customers. It was just an awesome night. It was great exposure. And yeah, so that is uh, because of our podcast, we got to record and mingle at uh, an exclusive IKEA event. And hopefully we have many more episodes coming up. Uh, we can be found at Giving Up the Ghost podcast at gmail.com and keep uh, giving us all that fabulous advice. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jazz. If you would like to start your podcast, simply go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. And if you have any questions about what's included, you've got every single course I've ever made. You've got the private Facebook group. And of course, you have me to answer your questions one-on-one via email, or we do it twice a month. We do live group coaching as well as every Wednesday we have lunch with Dave, where again, you can get your questions answered live. That is the actual sound of me coming home in a, uh, driving my brother's white minivan 
up Route 77 here in Ohio. I went this weekend to watch my cousin's oldest child graduate from high school. And I got to tell you something. There's something that just makes your heart go pitter patter watching a bunch of young kids filled with hope throw their their hats into the air, knowing that their souls will be crushed very soon by the giant fist that is reality. Wait, what? No, I, uh, but it did make me sit there and think about this. My brother called me and said, Hey, we're going to go down. What we actually did is we kidnapped. Well, kidnap is kind of a strong word. We, uh, we brought my aunt Betty, who is the last, uh, the last aunt I have, the last, uh, kind of uncle aunt tier of, of life on my dad's side of the family, which is really weird because she's 74. She's still uh, quite the, uh, the young pup, but eventually, you know, she's going to kick it. And then it'll be uh, next in line will be uh, my brother and me and my sister and things like that. So that's kind of like kind of weird to see the circle of life uh, in motion, knowing that uh, eventually you're going to be uh, falling off the uh, treadmill of, of life. Boy, this is a, taking a very weird turn, but here's my point. I was kind of like, hey, we're going to go down, we're going to uh, spend the night there, and then we're going to grab Aunt Betty and bring her back up here. So I, I'm driving, I'm spending roughly 24 hours in a car, about 12 hours down, 12 hours up. We're spending one day there, we're watching him graduate, throw his hat, play a little guitar with some of my cousins, and then come home. And there was a big part of me that was like, man, that's a lot. Of, I'm spending a whole weekend in a car, more or less. And recently, I've been trying to say yes to more things family and really you get kind of caught up in stuff and i gotta tell you it was a great weekend even though on the way home i got to drive through a horrendous rainstorm that's a lot of fun when you can't really see the road and i don't know your van's just deciding to float off a mountain that's always fun but i also got to hang out with my aunt for 12 hours and my brother and my sister-in-law and those are memories you cannot undo. And I got to play with my young cousins who I really don't see. My my cousin I see maybe, I don't know, once or twice a year, or in some cases once every two or three years. He's a, a chaplain in the army, super nice guy. And so here's my, my point I want to make here. You're like, Dave, what does this have to do with podcasting? When you start a podcast, it is going to change your life. And you're like, really, Dave? Life-changing? No, it is. For the good or for the better or something, you are going to end up with a memory that five years from now, somebody's going to say something, blah, 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 podcast, and you're going to go, yeah, I actually did that. Now, some of you are going to go, yeah, I started one five years ago. I'm still doing it. It's called the blah, 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 pod. but you cannot take that away. And so in the same way that I was like, hey, you know what, that drive back, because I'm, I'm in Ohio, we drove down to Augusta, Augusta, Georgia, yeah, he's a Cinderella boy, and we went down and watched him graduate there in Augusta, because you can't say Augusta if you are a fan of Caddyshack without going, yeah, it's the, I got that going for me, you know. And uh, so we go to Augusta, which is, again, like 12 hours, and then 12 hours back, and I can't undo that. It was a cool memory. My brother and I have done many trips to to Georgia, and we've got another one under our belt. And so starting a podcast is something you can't undo, and it may be something, just like Jazz said in her Because of My Podcast story, 
that, hey, I started this thing, didn't think this was going to happen. And wow, check this out. And it just may be something that you never saw coming and you can't undo that. And here's the point. You know, I always say it's not the tech. You can start a podcast for about the price of an Xbox. If you're doing a solo show, it's really inexpensive. And so in the same way that I'm so happy that, I mean, it's now 2.20 in the morning and I'm still jacked up, mainly because I drank about five monster energy drinks on the way home, but I'm excited because I'm telling you about podcasting and I'm here to say that you can make memories with your podcast. You can have your audience say, hey, you know what, Dave, when you put out that episode about such and such, that really helped me. I had somebody, Kim Kraji from Toastmasters101.net said, hey, that thing with Gordon last week, did you hear that, by the way? The one with Gordon Firemark about trademark? She's like, I so needed that. That was perfect right at the right time. That, to me, is gas in my tank. And you can't erase that. And that's what keeps me going. When we talk about having content, sometimes it's hard creating content. When you have somebody in your audience say, that was great. Thank you so much for doing that. That puts a ton of gas in your tank and it helps you know what to do. And you can't undo that. You can't like, if somebody says, hey, thank you, that helped me. You can't like later go, no, it didn't. No, they're, they're not lying. That really helped them. Hey, you know what? I was having a crappy day at work and you made me laugh. Thank you. You can't undo that. And you can't change your audience's live. I always say, I want to help you make a podcast that is going to impact the lives of everyone who touches it, which means you as well and your audience, and everybody that listens to it, whether that's you're going to make them laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain. One of those is going to happen. And I would love to help you do that. Simply go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R when you sign up. Now, as I head out the door here, I do want to remind you that I will be in Utah next weekend. I'm looking forward to this. As I record this, of course, it's now Monday, the 27th, and I will be at the Utah Podcast Summit June 8th in Sandy, Utah. I will be at WordCamp Kent, oddly enough, in Kent, Ohio. That's June 15th and 16th. And then, of course, the biggie podcast movement in August in Orlando, Florida. I'll be at FinCon in September. That's in Washington, D.C., followed by the Military Influencer Conference. Right now, I might be doing a workshop there. We've kind of switched things around there. That's in September 8th to the 10th, also in Washington, D.C. And then way down in October, I will be at the Doyo Live. That is a marketing conference in Youngstown, Ohio. I hope to see you there. And again, if you have any questions, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. If you found this show valuable, I would deeply appreciate it if you share it with a friend, whatever app you're using, just click on the share button and go, hey, this was cool. That would be, that would be, well, it would mean the world to me. Thank you so much. I'm still working on an episode all about everything I've ever learned about interviews from being interviewed a bunch as well as doing interviews. I'm going to kind of put that in a time capsule, but I'm actually, I just got done watching the Alex Bloomberg creative live class. I'm reading the book by Howard Stern. I was reading that in the car. And I've also found out that Terry Gross from NPR's Fresh Air, she actually wrote a book. So I'm going to consume all that and that'll be coming in the future. Of course, if you have a topic, I would love to hear it. Thanks so much for tuning in until next week. 
Class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. If you like what you Like I said, I, I just watched the Alex Broom, Broomberg. Yes, Alex Broomberg. He's uh, part of the Bewitched family. I have no idea where I'm going with this. That's the problem. And you've kind of, you, you kind of have, and you, you've more or less, geez, seriously. And I'm not going to turn this into a giant commercial that, I don't know, maybe you should ask a podcast consultant who's been doing it for 14 years and has won awards and things like that, because sometimes they have some knowledge that might help, but uh, wouldn't hurt. Maybe no, we're not going to say that. If you like what you-